This is Peter Walsh with MR. Scott Ritter with the Decorated Apparel Expo. This is Ben Landisman with Lost in Screen and Digital Products. This is Deborah Sexton. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, April 29th, 2022. Uh, I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And uh, unsurprisingly, I am not Aaron Montgomery, but I am Eric Campbell <laughs> sitting in for Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at ericcampbell.com. Uh, Aaron is away speaking at the Everything Embroidery Market in uh, Chattanooga right now, so getting out there and doing that education, glad to see him out. But today, we're proud to bring you our quarterly women in garment decorating show. So this is a big one, guys. We have great people on, and we can't wait to bring them on. Uh, our guests are Margie Easterling of Big Lick Printing uh, LLC, <laughs> Deanna Smith of In the Zone Inc., and Amber Massey of T-shirts for Hope Screen Printing. So all three of them successful women in business who are going to talk to us about marketing and promotion. So really cool to have them on, and can't wait to hear more. And we, you know, we appreciate Aaron uh, really pulling all this together for us before yes, he exited absolutely. yesterday. <laughs> Dude, he's probably speaking as we as we speak now because I think uh, uh, he and Kylene have five different uh, seminars that they're doing. So that's, oh, yeah. that's overwhelming. <laughs> they're definitely doing the big marathon out there today in Chattanooga. But honestly, I <laughs> couldn't ask for better people to do it and can't yeah. wait to hear about that too when he gets back in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a uh, couple of news items, uh, Eric. Uh, one is uh, Printing United Alliance, which we all used to know as SGIA, and before that, SGA, and or SPA, and SPAI. <laughs> I'm dating myself here. <laughs> but but the latest is Printing United Alliance, and they have announced a collaborative partnership with Made lab which is modern apparel decoration and education and the partnership will highlight year-round support and on-site education at each organization's respective industry conferences and events and uh, to learn more you can go to the link on our screen if you're listening to the podcast version of the show just go to our website and you will find it there or just go to printingunitedalliance.com as well and also, as you per usual, links in the comments will be able to have all that discussion. Uh, always glad to see more education coming up. You know, these are good folks. We've worked with people on all sides of this aisle. So happy to see Absolutely. them doing that new partnership. Uh, we do have one other piece of news as well. And once again, thank you, Aaron, for <laughs> putting in news items for us to read today. You worked out a lot of this stuff. But uh, we actually have a U.S. Supreme Court decision. So the U.S. Supreme Court is announcing a decision for on-premises signage. Uh, Supreme Court of the United States announces it has come to a decision regarding the signage focus case, City of Austin, Texas versus Reagan National Advertising of Texas, Inc. Uh, as stated in the court's report, it is ruled that traditional regu regulatory distinction between on-premises signs and off-premises signs is content neutral and constitutional. So hmm. yeah, once again, some interesting things for the folks who are in signage. Uh, if you want to hear more about that, we have a link up, and I'll go ahead and get that in the comments as well. Um, you know what? Constantly, when we're talking about promotions, when we're talking about things that are political, when we're talking about promotional products, um, there is, funny enough, a little bit of heat about what, who, what people spend on what and what things are allowed. So it's always interesting to see when those decisions come down. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, you know, uh, I uh, actually have a dad joke today, Eric. You do. I do. <laughs> I mean, surprise of all surprises, it's dad joke time. 
But. You, you, you know, uh, Eric, and see, you're on camera today because normally when we read the dad joke, you're just sitting there shaking your head. So right. we'll actually <laughs> now, get to now see the, the world will palm. see your reaction. Yeah. The face palm in real time, I'll get to shake my head and look disappointed <laughs> in front of everybody. But OK, I mean, come on. The dad joke is is a, a fixture, I have to say. So <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but yeah, here we <laughs> here we are. We're, we've come to this. So you, we can't you, help it now. Now it's, right. now it's a force of its own. It, it has. Yeah, exactly. It has its life. <laughs> All, all its own so okay you ready yeah but you know i don't know if i'm ready but hit me with the dad joke okay well <laughs> uh, eric you've heard of murphy's law right uh, yeah yeah i've heard of murphy's uh, law have you heard of cole's law uh, no uh, what's cole's law it, it's a bunch of tiny thinly sliced cabbage with a mayonnaise based, based dressing you know how much harder <laughs> it was to set you up for that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that oh, one hurts man. so bad. I know, especially because I, I had to read it, set up the batters and everything, and still, <laughs> still, I got to feed you that joke. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sit there and listen like you're anticipating, right? Just All right, and like I'm not there for that. All right. <laughs> All right. Before we go any further, we want to uh, thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests, so if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com/two the number two regular guys and share your show ideas. If you are listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all of your industry friends. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon. We are everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. So uh, it's really helpful for us. If you can uh, give us a review and uh, during the show today, uh, if you're watching us live, please join in with your comments and questions. Well, yeah, we would always like to hear more from you. And in the spirit of that, let's go ahead and get a few users, like the comments for the regulators. You know, we have these people <laughs> in every every week. So let's grab some folks. Uh, Christine Shreve, by the way, originator of this quarterly, you know, women in garment decoration segment. So thank you, Christine, for being there. She says, hey, guys, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Christine. Happy to have you in. Got Cindy King saying good morning at Texas. And uh, Christine says, I wonder if Eric be hosting today. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> uh, Kristen says, good morning. Happy to be back live with you up to two-week hiatus. Happy to have you in, too. Glad to hear from all of you guys coming in. We have lots of other people saying hi. Yosta saying hi. Uh, Ramona saying hi. Saying, glad to see us both. Uh, and then <laughs> Christine responding to the coleslaw joke. I'm shaking my head on Eric's behalf. That one is bad. Yeah, 100%. Though Megan does at least give you the laughing face to, to get over Thanks, the Megan. sting. <laughs> and of course, we also have Justin Armentis coming in, digitizer himself, saying good morning all. And we've got Don Marie Eddings in as well. Longtime listener, happy to have you in. So women owned and operated out of Kansas City, Missouri. Awesome. So thank you, Don, for showing up. Glad to have all you folks in. By the way, if you want to be a part of the two regular guys and you are interested in joining in and supporting what we do, we are looking for sponsors. The last couple of years, we have really kind of laid off of sponsorship, not sold sponsorships, and given that sponsorship time to the trade shows, knowing that they had a lot to struggle through. But honestly, we're happy to open that back up now. So if you have a chance to check that out, we actually have on our website, a place to go for sponsorship. So it's tworegularguys.com slash sponsorship. And uh, that is available for you guys, or you can hit us up at info at tworegularguys.com if you are interested in supporting the show and having uh, this segment be part of something we do to promote what you're doing. So if you want to reach out to us, we would love to have you as a sponsor. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, Eric, are you ready to bring in our guests? 
Yeah, absolutely. We have awesome guests today, and I can't wait to get them on screen and on the show. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, March Easterling, uh, we have Deanna Smith, and we have Amber Massey. So welcome into the show, ladies. Hi, everybody. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see how we do with five faces on screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, start with this. Uh, uh, please tell our listeners about yourself and your business. Marge, let's start with you. Well, I, I like that you guys call the waiting area backstage. That makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> makes me feel like I'm a star, but I'm the green not. room. <laughs> um, You're right? all stars. <laughs> so we've been in business, I guess, going on seven years now. I started Big Lick Screen Printing. Our I'm in up in Roanoke, Virginia, and Roanoke used to be called Big Lick. So that's how we got our name. Everything here is Big Lick. And I got our logo from finding an old um, envelope that was postmarked from the 1800s. And it said Big Lick, Virginia in the postmark. So I took out the Virginia and put in screen printing, and that's how I got the logo. That's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, well, um, and we're completely family run. Everyone that works here is part of our family, extended or adopted. It's all good. That's awesome. Well, I grew up in Saltville, Virginia, so I know exactly where you are, <laughs> as, we've, as we've talked about before. Yes, uh, De- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Deanna, how about you? Uh, yeah, I am co-owner of In The Zone, Inc. Uh, we're in Bend, Oregon, and we have uh, screen printing and embroidery started in 2009 and um also co-founder of print girl mafia right there um yeah so my husband and i we run (laughs) we run in the zone together and it's very much family also um we have a lot of family members um and then of course adopted family too so all right very cool amber how about yourself um, Amber Massey, T-Shirts for Hope. We are in Fortson, Georgia, which is about an hour south of Atlanta, um, home of the Rangers Infantry. We are, we screen print. Um, I have a Rock U, we've got a manual, and I work with a special needs community. So it's really just me. And then I have a special needs neighbor and my boys after baseball practice in school. So it's great. We have volunteers that come in and we teach and um but it's pretty much just me and Jason, who's my neighbor. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, before we go fully into it, I just wanted to kind of put out there. It's just great to have everybody here and on screen. I know that sometimes it can be hard to kind of get yourself out there, but I know you guys are great about promoting what you do. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about marketing. So let's start kind of by discussing like how you market your business, what's your primary kind of focus on how you do that, where you like what challenge you're getting out there. And do you think it's changed at all in the last couple of years with the pandemic going on? Uh, and I guess we'll go, let's go the same order for right now. Let's start with Marge and see how, uh, like, how do you feel that is? Like, what, what's your main channel? Like, how do you do that? And what do you think has changed? Um, I, I definitely think a lot has changed since we started in, like, a, we haven't been in business that long, but we started with branding first and partnered with our like local civic center to do a lot of branding and, and trading out. And um, I did a, the gauntlet small business competition. So we've become kind of known for helping out other small businesses and I, I'll trade for anything. Like I'm not kidding. I've traded hoodies for my driveway. 
I've traded hoodies for, I mean, I will trade for, we will work something out. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but we're, we're kind of known for helping out other small businesses and doing whatever I'm trading right now to have my rental properties yard mode. I'm going to get this kid. He's just started this lawn mowing business. I'm doing his shirts for him. But, um, so we started that way, but now since we, since the whole pandemic, I was lucky enough to do the here for good program that Sloan started and it was amazing for us and it was amazing for a lot of other small businesses here we were small enough to kind of take it and run with it fast and we're able to help a lot of people and I think approaching our marketing from what we can do for you and how we can help you has really changed the dynamic of how people see our business so really, I, kind I can of see. Focus. Yeah. I'm picturing your logo now adding cash, Bitcoin, or barter. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, firstborn male children, food stamps. What you got? We'll do something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Hard to follow, <laughs> but <laughs> Deanna, what what about you? Like, what's your primary channel? What do you feel like your business is known for, and what do you think has changed? Um, well, I mean, we were fortunate enough to stay open during the pandemic. Um, so although we slowed down, um, we never had to completely shut down. So it didn't change for us a lot. Um, we did have to change in a little bit where we had to do more email marketing just to like connect with our customers and let them know, hey, we're still open. Um, and I used it for that. But otherwise, I'm not a huge uh, email campaign um, person. Um, but mainly just staying, uh, present on social media because social media was, is, and still, you know, was, and still is huge, um, during the pandemic and now. So people were really paying attention to that. So just posting that, you know, we were still printing and live and, um, we have a much smaller community here. So we didn't have, uh, we tried a few stores, um, for a lot of the gyms, um, and, but uh, we didn't have quite the return, I guess we hoped for them. So we didn't continue to push it that hard. Um, but otherwise just saying present and in front of people that, that just, um, that works the best for us. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, having that heartbeat and saying we're here, especially when it was so uncertain, I think that makes yeah. a, a ton of sense that people kind of had to just be present and be there. Now, well, yeah, also, you, you didn't know when he called to business, it, when they didn't answer the phone, you didn't know if they were just busy or they were gone forever. So, yeah, was, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Amber, I'd like to ask you the same, and I also have another question for you, too. We'll, we'll have a question from one of the regulators afterwards. But, yeah, where do you find that your primary channel for getting yourself out there is kind of how did you get known? And then what do you think has changed for you in the last couple of years? I would say that my strength is um, just connecting people. So I'm really big about meeting people in person and then just following up. Um, I mean, just being honest about it. Um, I call and text people every week to ask them how I can pray for them and have just built hundreds of relationships based off of that. And that has just kind of been how my customer base has been. And it's stuck with me and they supported me during COVID. And that's how I've grown as a printer, just meeting amazing people who have the same values and then are just really good at what they do in their industries. Mm. Um, that's how I grow. And that's just, I mean, it's a lot of word of mouth. And then we do do um, 
Instagram with Jason. We post dumb videos. We post the good and the bad of screen printing. Um, I just sent DNA. Wait, there's bad? What? <laughs> yes. I mean, some of the videos are me redoing the shop and saying what the men aren't going to allow me to do. It's entertaining. Like I'm on top of my machine. And um, I mean, I think it got like 10,000 views and my dad took it. It's not attractive at all. But um, the apparel list called me and said, Hey, we saw a picture of you on top of your machine. Would you like to be on our advisory board? And I'm going, sure. So um, I mean, that's just how I make friends and I make customers and I think relationships are everything. And that's yeah. just, we don't spend any money on marketing. Um, I get involved as, on any community that I can. And um, that's just been it. I mean, it's been great because I can be authentic and be me and we're getting business from that. I don't, I mean, I'm not for everybody for sure, but people keep coming back, which is awesome. I actually have a follow-up question from Ramona who's in the comments right now. She said, uh, Amber, uh, your niche is very tight. Did you find it hard to get yourself seen? Okay, can I ask Ramona what she means by my niche being tight? <laughs> I think she's probably I feel saying like that... I don't have a niche at all. Um, okay. As for a niche being tight, I will say I like to work with people who um, can't be heard or have a voice and want to speak up. I do a lot of shirts that make statements for people: alcoholic, mm -hmm. anonymous, um, diversity, abused women, mm -hmm. but also people who adopt and that kind of stuff. Just whatever people are passionate about, I can, you know, if I pray about it and it comes my way. So as for my niche being tight, I would say <laughs> no. I get a lot of support. Here's my support from women or men who have daughters. Those are my customers. Huh, interesting. Mm. So honestly, listening to all, all of you guys talk, it seems like a lot of you guys have said, kind of proved the adage that still the referral is a big deal. Huge. Community is a big yeah. deal. You know, communicating with people is a big deal. And by the way, Christine says, of course, Christine, who has the Women in Business podcast, uh, she says, you do know that I'm trolling this show for guests. So prepare yourself to be contacted <laughs> by Christine about, about future guest spots. So saying yes to things is probably in your future. <laughs> but Stealing our guest, Christina. She's no. <laughs> on it. He's on it. Just kidding. And then, of course, she loves Print Girl Mafia, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so there you go. And it looks like everybody is in on it. So yeah. Awesome. But, well, you, you know, maybe maybe you've answered this question already, but, you know, in, in today's marketplace, today's world of business, you have to tell a story. So so how do you market yourself personally? And and I know you guys have touched on some of these things, but Deanna, is there anything that you do that, that to market yourself in the industry? Oh, well, I guess that kind of goes back to the the other question, too, is how I guess how did I change? During COVID, um, one of the things I did was I created different profiles um, for myself that were more industry specific on Instagram and Facebook so that I could like, because I, I mean, boy, COVID was like very quiet times. And I was like, I need people to connect with. And um, my personal profile didn't really match that very well. So I created um, like my Instagram handle is my true self print shop life. And so I just started really like being present and connecting um, with other people in the industry. And then, you know, just being present in chat groups and book clubs. Um, the, the shirt show had a book club for a while, um, different things like that. And then you just start 
boy, it doesn't take long. And then you're, you're creating like a network of people. Um, so that really was great for me was just creating those different profiles and then just getting myself out there. Um, gotcha. just being a part of the community. How about you, Amber? How, what do you do to promote yourself personally out into the industry? I would say that I'm very transparent over ups and downs in my lives. Um, my lives, not lives, my life. Um, I did an article with screen printing or impressions mag and um, my grandmother's Japanese. Um, so we talked about my heritage a lot, but also I struggled with anxiety and depression. Um, so I'm an anxious person. Um, so they did an article on that and it was called out of the darkness. And it just talked about how I struggled with depression and how screen printing is what got me out of it. Like it was my hobby to keep me going and then I could help other people and it filled my love tank and it just fills me. I think that is where people relate to me to realize that, you know, not everybody's got it together mm -hmm. and um, people find it easy to talk to me. I'm a great listener, even though I talk nonstop and really fast. So I would say just being transparent and showing my weaknesses, which are also my strengths. Um, has just kind of been my way of doing things. Awesome. Definitely. How about you, Marge? Um, well, as far as marking myself within the industry, I I have too much imposter syndrome to feel like I have anything to offer anybody else. So <laughs> I, I'm not even making this up. So I always try to network as much as possible because I'm trying to learn from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is that trying to learn as much as I can from other people and being completely authentic has a value in and of itself that I didn't anticipate. So I think that just that kind of being a lifelong learner and that, um, I guess, just being authentic has helped. That's perfect. Honestly, I, I, I can't say enough for all of that. I think that, and honestly, you guys are exemplifying that also today, talking about all this. I mean, I think everybody has kind of realized that what, I know when I first came into the business, uh, my old bosses kind of came out with that like 80 super slick corporate brochure speak for everything. And it took them forever to let go of that. I mean, it was late nineties when I was in the business and they were still kind of, everything was still, you know, chrome, wood grain, and, and how many heads of embroidery and how many machines you had and nobody cares. Part of it too is, is because we do approach everything from like how we can help other people. So, because I'm always trying to learn from everybody else, then I have to think, how can I, you know, provide value back to them because they share it with me um, because I don't feel qualified. I mean, as much <laughs> as I learn, there's always so much, you know, the more you learn, the more you know, you don't know. So yeah. I think if we ever do start feeling qualified, then that's when you're going to run into some trouble. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I've told this story before on here. Don't, yeah, I, 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 I get called out on that regularly, Kim. Uh, but uh, but I, had, I had somebody come into my office one day and uh, and she goes, you know, I've uh, been here for three years. I know everything there is to know about screen printing. And at the time I said, uh, this was several years ago, I said, well, I've been doing this for 25 years and I, I think I learn something new every day. Yes. She started mm -hmm. to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is this is an old discussion. I, I mean, I, 
every time somebody asks me about that same time, somebody says you're a guru or a master, you know, any of us who have taught, you get somebody who will say, oh yeah, this is my you know guru or master or teacher or somebody, anybody who's written an article. But the ones that I know who are, are really in it still feel like beginners. And I'll say this, if, mm-hmm. if you feel like there's nothing left to learn, you probably need to go ahead and quit. Yes. Yeah, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> right. you, you don't want to be here anymore. But yeah, just wanna... coming on here, I was like, you want me to talk? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, what? But, but then again, we've seen everybody on social. We've seen you guys share. We've seen you do the thing you do. And that's why you're here. And you have a valued voice. Now, I want to bring up some comments we have here before we go on to the next thing. First, uh, Adrian from Screen Printing Mag says, I see one Women in Screen Printing Award winner and two should be nominated this year. So uh, our accolades on <laughs> nice. the way for everybody. Thanks, and Adrian. A great comment from Christine here. Um, Reed. Uh, imposter syndrome is a thing for a lot of women. Uh, even when you're winning awards and being recognized for what you're doing, you still feel you're not worthy. That's a tough thing to combat sometimes. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And I know uh, Christine talks about this a lot and I think Marge pointing back at Christine <laughs> saying, yeah. yes, yeah. Christine. And I agree. Christine also underestimates yourself greatly sometimes, but she knows what she can do, but sometimes she gets that imposter syndrome too, but she's doing an incredible job out there, Sharon. Um, Keith says, uh, Marge underestimates herself, but she's correct on the networking. It is key. She's amazing. So, and, and I agree. Thank you, Keith, for bringing that in. And Christine agrees too. <laughs> so I think that's the, the awesome thing about building community as you guys have done. And and as I, know, I think all of us really recommend people do is that the community is also there to support us. If you're mm-hmm. genuine and honest, yeah. you're there with the, the community. And that sounds like it's like Marge's marketing and trading. It's Amber working on her it, her stuff going on. It's uh, you know Deanna sharing. It's everybody doing the same kind of thing. We're building these relationships. It's a it's a big deal. But uh, Dawn also shares. Uh, it's definitely an uphill battle. So yeah, uh, agreed, <laughs> agreed. But it's cool to share that stuff. So thank you all for by the way sharing that. And in fact, on that on that note, since I have the next question, <laughs> and I'm talking too much. Uh, you you guys all have really strong voices. And you do a really great job of sharing the story of your business and how you're going through it. Um, how do you feel you've developed that voice or have you had to develop it? And was it a conscious process? And let me start out, uh, Deanna, with you. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it was conscious in the fact that, you know, I created those separate handles because I wanted mm. to go out and be more connected. So there was some um, consciousness behind that, setting that up. Um but what it what I got out of it in return, like the friendships and the networking and the community has just been huge. And it's given me like uh, just like a new refreshed feeling in my own business and wanting, you know, I learned so much from everybody. And like Marge was saying, like, well, how do I give back now? So I do. I'm like, I guess I am worthy of some, you know, some things that I've learned in this industry. And so I, I'm trying to like teach myself that I, I am, I can give back that I do have some valuable content. So it's funny how many people like reach out to you in the, you know, in the different social um, communities, Instagram or the Facebook and like hit you up with questions and stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no problem. This is, this is what works for me. So it's, um, I really like it. Um, and then I just, you know, I can't say enough about just being present, but, mm-hmm. you know, educating all the time with podcasts, um, watching YouTube channels, just being, I mean, there's so many great ones out there right now. Um, 
like that are just killing it. I mean, you guys, and there's the shirt show, there's Printavo print hustlers, there's, you know, so much good content. Um, and so that's just so valuable to like, keep us motivated, I think. Do you feel like that's kind of helped you in the way you share too, is seeing how everybody else shares? Definitely. Yeah. Cause you know, I've reached out and gotten some, some good feedback and mm -hmm. people weren't afraid to, to help me. And so I just make sure that I like pay that forward. Someone's reaching out to me that, um, I make, make it a priority to get back to them. And, and, uh, and then, you know, it, with all of that, all of that networking and community, then I met some great women in the industry and then all of a sudden print girl mafia was born. And so I have like a whole new, like, um, big thing to be pushing for. And it's just, I I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I think having that locus of something to that's bigger than yourself to push for helps to, I mean, it's a different thing. I think for a lot of us to, to, and I'm speaking out of turn myself here too, but a lot of us to, to maybe promote ourselves, but when we have something bigger than ourselves, I think it adds an extra kind of purpose and some drive to that for folks. It may be for folks who don't even feel like sharing themselves or developing that voice. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. I didn't realize through sharing how much I would get in return. So mm. it's been really good. It's awesome. So Marge, I would like to ask you the same thing and definitely have a strong voice that people love to hear from. Uh, how have you developed that? Or do you feel like it's a process for you or how did that process kind of go for you? I, I really don't have a problem developing my voice. I have a problem shutting up is really <laughs> the problem that I have. Um, I will say that I didn't expect when I started the business, I was a dental hygienist for a long time, which is kind of a female dominated industry. Mm. So I didn't expect that there would be any issues. I, I thought that sexism was, I mean, it's 2022. That doesn't exist anymore. But I found out that's still a thing, especially in the South. <laughs> so a friend of mine was like, why don't you make this fake email? Because I was bitching that somebody hadn't paid me like their balance or whatever. Mm. And it had been six weeks. Now we do all upfront, just so you know. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he's like, well, why don't you just make a fake email with this guy with a, you know, fake male name and see if it makes a difference. And I thought he was smoking crack or something, but I did. <laughs> and, um, I sent the email out and I had Googled the most masculine name at the time, which was Connor. So I, I <laughs> created this pseudonym Connor Buchanan because we're Scottish heritage. And so I sent the email out and I swear they sent me a check within a week. I could not believe it. Um, now I'm, I'm trying to retire Connor. So if you get an email from him, it's probably because I just am irritated. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm going to at least hear Cotter's retiring eventually. But, I mean, um, I just, I didn't expect that, you know, delivery guys would come in and I'm, and I'd have to be talking to a customer and they turn around to the customer and try to get the customer to sign because he's a guy standing there. And I'm like, I'm behind the big desk, bitch. What, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm I'm like, what, what's the deal? But, um, yeah. So that that was kind of irritating, but yeah. I don't see a lot of that within the industry. Hmm. I see a lot of it from the outside, you know, just being a female business owner. Um, the industry has been ridiculously.
supportive. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have any any issues reaching out and asking other people, you know, if I have questions about stuff or whatever. It's been it's been fabulous. So what has been surprising to me is other like locally people contacting me to ask me things like I'm I am on the Chamber of Commerce board. <laughs> How did that happen? They obviously don't know me like y'all do. But <laughs> So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Maybe that will help. You know, maybe that'll do some good to put an outlier like me on there with all these suits. <laughs> it's been interesting. So that's the best answer I got. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's a good answer though. I mean, you're coming from from a place where you just had these you authentically had to deal with problems, and you're just having to react to that. And I think that's you know that's I think mm-hmm. that's real. That's right. And I, here I'm going to share my dumb story that I, I probably don't need to. Uh, when I first started in the industry, everyone corrected uh, my name to Erica because I was in the embroidery department. Oh, it or not. no. So uh, when I used to email, they would call and ask for Erica. When I would answer the phone, it was always uh, a wow. little bit of hilarity for the front desk. So, yeah, it, funny enough, same thing. Inside the industry, yeah. no problem. Outside the industry, a little mm-hmm. bit of weirdness about who they expect to be where. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, interesting. It's, uh, yeah, same kind of thing. But, yeah, it's 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 surprising. I'm sad to hear that it happened, but I'm glad that, you know, <laughs> it's it's turning around at least a little bit and honestly super glad that you're on on that council whether or not it's suits in you i agree i'm kind of the same it's kind of the same way if you if you can sit at the table it's always good and like I said, and i'm gonna go ahead and post a couple things up here we have nikki says boss babe marge so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go for that yeah that's, that's the way to do it all right so uh amber same kind of thing how do you feel like you've developed your voice and uh learned to share the story of your business and do you think that it's a process you've gone through I don't know if it's so much a process. Um, I think I'm pretty transparent. Like what you see is what you get. Mm. So I don't really have a problem talking. I ask a thousand questions. Let me start with that. A thousand. <laughs> I mean, if you have met me, I've asked you a thousand questions. Um, so I think that's what just starts everything. And it just kind of goes from there. I make fun of myself a lot, which is easy. And so that makes for, um, I don't know, just just real and um, communication to add what Marge said, like inside the screen printing or apparel industry, it has been so supportive. Mm. It just, I mean, it wows me just how much attention and respect we've gotten. Um, And I think most people have experienced that, um, but outside is definitely different, but I come from a background of just athletics and um, military family. So it motivates me. Um, I'm always up for a challenge. So, but as for marketing myself, um, I don't really feel like I do. I just think I kind of wing it and that's, that's it. That's just kind of me. If I overthink it, it's not good. (laughs) So it's more about like authenticity, just bringing the voice you already had to bear on what you're doing. Yes. And I try, like Marge said, it's hard to shut her up. Like once she got, gets going, like I try to tell myself, like, don't say it, don't say it. (laughs) But I do, and then I go, I should have thought that through. (laughs) At the same time, I feel like I'm going to say something mildly inflammatory against my my own fellow men here. There's there's some men I've talked to who I wish would tell themselves, don't say it, don't say it, and they don't. Um, So... (laughs) And, I think and we're all about uh, 
continuing to talk because, hey, we've been <laughs> podcasting here for 10 years every Friday. So it's all about saying everything you want to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to have somebody on, on this side of the mic who, <laughs> who is saying that they they don't talk too much. We definitely do. But I think that's that's that I kind of like that it's not something because I hate to say there's always this narrative that it's like someone who can't speak, who has to make themselves speak. And it's difficult. I'm, I'm glad to hear more people who are just saying, no, I have a voice and this is how I used it. There's still difficulties involved, but it comes from something I already was. So I love that. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about marketing. Let's talk about the time that you guys spend on social media, doing live videos and, and all the sharing that you do. Uh, how do you determine the, the return on that investment of your time and effort? And, and Amber, let's start with you, since uh, you have been photographed on top of your machine. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, I've tried to make a point now of posting at least two things a day. Um, we video a lot in the shop, but usually Jason and I have, we're like conversation of the day. Um, so we've started posting that and then we've had people go, wait, where'd the conversation of the day go? So that was kind of our like, wait, people are watching this. And then I realized like when you sign up for the professional account, you can see how many people watch your post. And it's been thousands, which awed me. I was thinking like 25 and most of them are my kids' friends. And then when I realized it was in the thousands, I'm like, you know, we're, we're making a difference here. Like people are seeing that screen printing is fun and you can make money. You can make good money. Um, so we just kind of started that way, but I love to show things that are good and the bad stuff. I also do love to show my machine, um, in the South, nothing against people who heat press or use a Cricut vinyl cutter. Cause I started that way, but in the South, people do think, you know, Oh, you have a Cricut cutter. And I'm like, no, I have a big green machine. Um, so I usually show my machine, not bragging at all, but just like, I have worked really hard to do this and I print every shirt and that's, you know, and it's, it's just one of those things that people look at it and go, yeah, that is a little bit different. So I guess my marketing and I talk in circles, obviously, um, it's just been like people engaging in it. Like when people comment or send me messages, they're like, can you send that again? Will you post more of that? Um, so we've got some dumb stuff to share, but then I'm kind of hesitant to share it on my business page because I'm like, why would they use us? So I post more on my personal page. Interesting. Well, um, how about you, March? How the the time you spend out there in the industry? How do you how do you justify that as with a return on investment? Well, as far as uh, social media goes. I think the more that you post and the more it's not just about people watching it and seeing it and getting the likes or the views, because I really don't care if they like it or view it or not. But what happens is it, it provides this legitimacy, mm -hmm. kind of like having your big green machine. It's, it makes it look like we don't have a cricket and we're not like yes. pasting stuff down on people's shirts and, you know, it, it were a legitimate business. So, um, and the social media is a huge aspect of that because as much as I hate watching a video, that's all anybody cares about now. So yeah. if you're not doing it, you don't look like you're a real authentic business. And that's why I think it's important. And we probably don't post enough 
and it would be great if I could get more action stuff with other employees because I think people are tired of looking at me, honestly. So, I, I think, it, I, and I think people are very intrigued by what we do, and and uh, yeah. and I, I have to remind people of that. I say, I'll say. Have you ever noticed when somebody comes in your shop, they don't want to stand at the front counter. They want to go back and they want to see you pull a squeegee or they want to see you embroider a hat or they want to get up close to it. But And, and I want to comment about the cricket. Have you, it's all through the industry. The first, if somebody's not in the industry, the first response is, oh, do you have a cricket? Because everybody knows what a cricket is. Yes. But then they say, oh, you know, it washes off in three washes or you can't use fabric sheets or, and I'm like, that's not us. <laughs> right. So I almost want to educate people on the difference of heat press. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it's, yeah. that's not us. It's a time, there's a time and a place to use that. Yeah. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're going to put a number on a shirt, then more power to you. But it, it really does. I didn't realize how people perceived our industry until I, I started doing it. And they, Everybody just thinks that it's so cool. We make t-shirts. It's the coolest thing ever. And they want to watch. And, you know, school kids come in and they get to print their own shirt. And it's, it's our industry definitely has that kind of rock star factor yeah. that other yeah. industries yeah. don't. And I have to remind people in my, my classes when, when I talk about being on uh, social media, and somebody will say, well, nobody wants to see me print a shirt. I'm like, everybody wants to see you print a shirt. They think it's yeah. the coolest thing ever. And you know what? Me as a decorator who's printed probably millions of garments over the years, uh, I, I'm going to sit and watch your video of you printing a shirt. So um, <laughs> well, <laughs> getting off track here. Uh, Deanna, how about you? What, what about, uh, how do you feel about the return on the investment of your time and in, in being out there doing videos and that sort of thing? Well, I think I probably don't do enough, um, but I do what I can. <laughs> I have to wear a lot of hats. So um, I do what I can. Um, but I think, I don't know how I would measure the return other than just what I get out of it personally yeah. um, and how it just helps motivate me um, and which just does nothing but propel my own business and, you know, what I'm striving for. So um, what it does for me on a personal level, that's, that's all the reward I need. It just keeps me going. Great well, point. And, and I think, uh, Amber, you said something important as well, where you schedule, uh, we're going to do two. Uh, because it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the minutia of work and, yeah. and and forget, hey, I have to do I have to do the marketing end as well. Yeah, and I will say, we record a lot, but I I'm kind of like Margie. I'm like, do they really want to see me? Like, it's the same thing. Um, but I did do one on like rolling pallet tape and stuff, and that's in it, Dan, last night. That there's black fuzz and black dye all over <laughs> the pallet, and I'm like, hey, moms, you might want to wash your kids' shirts before they wear them. Of course, I didn't post that, but I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should. But then I'm like, I don't want somebody not to sell to me because the dye comes off. But um, mm. I think there's a lot of educational stuff that we can make fun um, that a lot mm. of people can relate to when they're, you know, are buying fast fashion or Walmart mm. shopping that, you know, might not, we run something through the dryer and it catches on fire. I don't want my kids wearing that. <laughs> and that's what they sell. Um, so I think there's some, you know, some stuff that we can provide in a, information in a fun way. Um, to add to that, I do the videos and when I get just feedback on um, 
other people posting. Print Girl Malfia has been fabulous about posting things that oh, I post no. that I'm passionate about. Other people's movements. That's that's just, I mean, that's it. So if I can post something and it encourages somebody else, but it reminds me why I love to do what I do. Yeah. Um, and when you record yourself, sometimes you'll go, I do not sound happy today. And I'm usually happy 90% of the time. So when I have those days, I go back and reevaluate, like, what's not right? So I think making myself do two. My husband would like me to not do it in bed. <laughs> but I don't have Wi-Fi. And I'm like, Vince, I just have two. And he's like, you got to get a timeline on these. And I'm like, well, they can only be 20 seconds. He's like, but it takes you an hour. Um, <laughs> Marge said, though, y'all had talked about watching videos. I started adding captions because I talk mm. so fast. Mm. You don't understand it. So I add captions now. So people can read what I'm saying. Well, that's a good gonna... tip. That's yeah. a good tip. There's yeah. a lot of silent scrollers. That is that is actually a good tip, sincerely. Well, and when I get bored too, I like to watch videos, but you can't turn the volume up and I can just read right. everybody's captions on the reels. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing for us too is remembering who your audience is when you're posting those videos. Because I, I see so many screen printing videos that are posted and it's the technical stuff that's obviously posted for other screen printers, but I don't, that's not my market. That's not who I'm trying to sell to. So I, I try to post point. stuff that's interesting to people that aren't in the industry. Um, you know, like why an underbase is important. I accidentally forgot to underbase one little section of a shirt and we learned that lesson. Quickly. <laughs> That's informational. I mean, I post things like I use the spray out gun and accidentally like shot a hole in my thumb. Oh, oh. So, you're, you're the person I warn everybody about. <laughs> but, but what was really cool is I had like five people reach out and go, hey, this is a better spray gun. Hey, this is a great setup. And then you've got the people right. going, how would you ever? And I'm like, obviously, you don't have a spray gun if you're asking me how yeah. you possibly hit yourself with it. Right. Very true. I, mean, I think every screen, I mean, I kind of feel like if you haven't hit yourself with the spray gun, <laughs> you're not I, I always tell people if, if until you've had a dryer fire, you're not a real screen printer. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, see, here palette, I am. Palette fire? Oh, sorry. Dryer. Palette fire. <laughs> yeah. Palette fire. And, and I'm sitting here with no needles in any fingers still after all these years. <laughs> I know I'm courting destiny saying something like that. The, the curse is coming for me now. But I, uh, luckily, I haven't managed to ding my finger with the needle full on. <laughs> mm. But I will say this. Everyone who I know has posted that has gotten tremendous engagement with their needle through the finger story. Oh, Not gosh. that it's probably the best for business. But I think Marge has like the best, the best answer for that. I fully agree. I can't tell you how many times I've taught people. You are not your audience. Whether it is the designs you make, whether it's the social media stuff you're posting, and also sometimes the imposter syndrome where we feel like our stuff's not good enough. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not good enough for you, but you're not the person watching it. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's for an audience is definitely not us. And sometimes, honestly, we, we get in our own way, I think, because we're worried about a thing or we're not posting a thing thinking it's not interesting when we're 100% we're not the person who it's intended to, right. to tickle. Eric, I, I want to add to Marge, like the imposter syndrome. I'm like, that is so not me. But recently I've been watching all these, like the screen printers, the moms that are using the one screen and um, using Comet Waterbase or whatever. And they're calling themselves screen printers, which is great because they are screen printing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then they do a lot of transfer heat presses and stuff. 
their posts are amazing and they have like 50,000 followers and stuff. And I'm just like, but they're so flawless. And I'm like, I don't have time to do that. Like I'm leaving yeah. this podcast to go to a state playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. Dana videos earlier, I'm in my house robe meeting UPS. Like I don't have time mm -hmm. for that. And that's not my market. I mean, yeah. I, I want the thousand piece orders, not the yeah. four mm -hmm. piece orders, but it is, right. hard, it is hard sometimes when you see these polished pages and I'm like, I'm seriously posting stuff. Yesterday I used to sander to clear my palettes and, um, mm. One of the guys that I was using sandpaper and I was like, no, it's a scrub brush. And then he's like, wow. And then he reposted it as a rock tip. And I'm like, look at me, like, giving back. <laughs> so it well, makes I, me feel good when I provide good, useful information, no matter I, what color your machine is. I feel like that that's something that we all kind of deal with, but that's that's something that I've heard a million times where people get upset about viewers or fall counts. And, and Marge said it best, like we shouldn't probably care quite so much about it. And some of the people who are doing great, and this is in the embroidery world, what we have are called celebrities. That's what I hear in the home market more focused. And I'm like, the thing about that is they're not necessarily running embroidery business. They're running the business of their YouTube channel. And we got to remember that if they're spending most of their time on the channel and on the content on the channel, that's actually where their money comes from, from sponsorships or advertising revenue or something mm -hmm. else. If you're running an embroidery business or a screen printing business, you have to keep needles moving and squeegees moving. That's where your money's coming from. It's, right. it's normal for you not to spend most of your time on your YouTube channel. Or on I think your that's where Instagram. community, the community is so huge. Because yeah. I do feel like, and that's the first thing I say to people. Yeah. I don't say suck a lot, but I do when I go, my social media and my website suck. <laughs> I mean, that's well, and on the flip side of that too, you, there's this, I feel like there's this massive backlash that's happening now because everything is just so filtered now don't get me wrong i will use a filter but i'm not <laughs> using a filter like a catfishing filter or something you know i'm yeah. using a filter that's going to saturate the colors more or you know bring up the contrast or something like that but if you look at this the popularity what's that girl's name elise what is her name mm. she's like she just shows up with no makeup on her hair crazy and she tells these great stories but she has become so popular because she doesn't cater to that. And I think there's this wave of people that want to see what's real now because everything has been so fake and so polished for so long. Is she I a totally screen agree. Is Elise a screen printer? No, no, no. She's like oh. uh, an Instagram uh, celebrity, a uh, TikTok celebrity. Elise Myers, is that her name? I don't know, but I'm going to follow your page. Oh, she is fantastic. <laughs> and she just tells these stories and she just doesn't give a shit. She's fabulous. Well, I will tell you, I show up with no makeup on. UPS has met me in every type of clothing that I have. <laughs> like straight out of the shower in a house robe. And I mean, I'm not going to make that video, but. <laughs> Obviously, your return investment, Marge, is better than mine. Well, let me bring up something from Christine, who I think actually makes a great point here. Um, comparison is such a problem for so many women. Uh, we think that we should be perfect all the time, and we don't see all the work that goes into the few moments we see. I prefer real over polished every day. So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely from Christine. And uh, Ramona says, uh, my skill set is embroidery. I am not a professional video photographer. I don't have a problem putting content out there, but it's not going to look like a Paramount production. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think people that. can relate to that, though. I think I people think so in the industry can go... Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. Like, yeah. And Christine is a rock star, by the way. 
Agreed. Yeah, totally. And I mean, by the way, you guys are all rock stars. Uh, JBSL, Taco Master himself and Master Marketing says, epic show so far. These agents are killing it. But if you didn't post it, did it really happen? <laughs> that's, that's part of the thing. I think we get <laughs> into that there. trap, though. I mean, we, we have to remember that we just we do have to do the work of doing the work. It can't just be that other stuff, though. Once again, Christine has another great point to bring up. You know, education is so important. It takes time to educate customers, but it's worth it. I think that really is true. And over and over, the other stories I'm saying, I'm not going to go through all of them. Justin says, yep. There, there's a door with a window of the embroidery room. Everybody's trying to look at it. People are wanting to see the real thing. And I think that's how it is. Uh, also, we have Keith saying, you know, he wants, you should have fun with it. He does TikToks that are fun. Content's not the best, but I get a ton of business from it. I think that's, I think like, like Marge said, um, like, like we've kind of all said, it seems like authenticity, community building, more important than uh, best camera angles and filters, right? <laughs> yeah. I need oh, to get sure. Wi-Fi in my shop. That is probably one of my biggest issues. I have to walk halfway up my sure. driveway because we're in the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, wait, I've got to go post that. And I think it gets posted and then I get home and it's still like uploading. And I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> Great. Right. Was, that, um, was that Keith Burwell that posted that about yes, TikTok? Indeed. He has oh, some great TikToks, you guys. Okay, wait, Definitely wait. follow him. Let's check oh, it out. I'm writing it down. Keith okay. does. Keith does. I am a note taker. Yep. And one last one from Christine before we kind of go on our last questions here. Uh, one thing I learned is that I have to be me and that being me is actually a sell point for some people. Not for everyone, but I don't worry about that. My tribe gets me and that's enough for me. Plus, I don't have the time, energy or inclination to be perfectly polished, even if I could be. That's so, awesome. yeah, cool stuff from Christine. So before we go, uh, I would like to kind of ask each of you what's going on in your world right now and have you share kind of one new, one good thing that's going on either you know, with your businesses, with what you're doing currently. And uh, Deanna, why don't we start with you? Uh, well, let's see. One thing. Um, I mean, the... I, won't, I won't say any of you stretch it to two or three. Yeah. <laughs> I've been known for bonuses. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I can have two. So in the zone, like you're just like, we have tunnel vision on efficiency and dialing nice. in some things. Um, so, uh, my husband and I can step <laughs> back a little bit. So that's mm. like, we're very focused on that stuff right now. Um, and then my other big thing is uh, print girl mafia. So um, group of ladies who are definitely trying to make an impact on the industry and, and just be uh, a good source of uh, whatever you need for women in the industry, whether it's help with uh, questions or equipment or um, how do I do this or do you have a contact for this? So um, just uh, there to give support. And so that's probably my biggest project right now. And very happy with that. Awesome. Uh, Amber, how about you? Um, recently, I got asked to be on the Print United Apparelist Advisory Board, which was super cool. That came from me standing on top of my machine. <laughs> um, Rock Together, I'm really involved with their movement, um, with diversity and stuff, especially Jason being special needs. Um, and in June, I'm making my first trip. I'm going to California to All Quality Graphics, which is also Loom and training their shop um, how to use water-based inks. So I'm doing some consulting, which is out of my comfort zone, but it's something I love to do and I'm passionate about. So super excited. And I have two kids graduating in two weeks. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> nice. yeah, that Freedom. Is a big thing all in itself. <laughs> so excited. So excited. All right. So y'all should interview me again after May. 
<laughs> more new things, right? More new things. All right. So Marge, how about you? What's your new things? What's going on in your world? So we went to Long Beach this year with the idea that we were going to look at some stuff to expand and um, decided that we were going to do that this year. I did not expect to expand within the next three weeks, but that's what happened. So we have a new rock that we are still learning how to use. And I hired a new office manager who is the queen of all things in the shop. And so we are expanding quite a bit these days and trying to navigate those waters. And that's why everything still looks like chaos. (laughs) That's my chaos. Hey, can I add, I would love Marge. I went to a shop in Alabama when we were on spring break. They just got a new rock. I love to go into shops, like not get paid. Obviously, I'm not good at making money, but I love to go into shops where people have rocks. I got to go to Long Beach with rock and show people how to. I'm so passionate about it. So I just want to go to shops. Like if you'll just give me a place to stay, feed me. I want to go to shops that have rocks and just help people. Oh, yeah, we we definitely are all about that, too. And if you need you can come see y'all come see me anytime. I have an Airbnb you can stay at. Just let oh, me know ahead of time and I'll block <laughs> off that date. Listen, in the, in the grass, in the grass has been mowed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> young guy who has great <laughs> t-shirts. I'm telling you, after May 14th, I'm just, I just want to visit shops. That's Very nice. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, before we let you guys go, uh, we need to know how folks can find you. Uh, March, let's start with you. I'm, I'm really easy to find. If you just Google Big Lick Screen Printing, we're everywhere. But um, BigLickScreenPrinting.com is the website. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Um, and you can find me, friend request me, Marge Easterling, M-A-R-J. <laughs> so y'all just hit me up. And, and if you go to any industry event, just look around and Marge will be standing there. So <laughs> With red about, lipstick on. That's right. That's about, my power color. There you go. Where there are happy people chatting, you'll find Marge. Right. Uh, how about you, Deanna? How, how can people find you? Um, you can find me at, uh, all my handles are in the zone Inc. And that's just the letter N, no I. So N the zone Inc. And then um, my website is NTZ inc.com and then uh instagram it's uh my true self print shop life where you can find me there and uh and then of course uh come find me in the uh facebook group print girl mafia perfect how about you amber um website sucks it is (laughs) teasforhope.org um instagram i think everything is teased hope at tease for hope um and then my personal one is more entertaining it's amber p for penny massey or i think facebook's amber penny massey either way it links to both of them i think well i know you guys uh email us later we didn't have time to get everything up but we always put show notes up later so if you have anything you want to promote put that up and later you guys who are listening on the on the uh replay squad or if you are here from the website we will have in the show notes links to all of that thank you so much this has been such a great episode i can't thank you guys enough for all that you shared here so thank you very much for coming in sharon thanks for having us thank you fantastic all right what a great show and and you and i didn't have to do anything eric i love these shows (laughs) 
that is not the reason why this was a good show. This was a great show because that was so much good information and oh, just know. so Absolutely. much willingness to share from just uh, awesome industry leaders, I think. And I know everybody's going to say, uh, I'm not an industry leader. Yes, you are. You're here. You're speaking. And people are listening. I think you guys are industry leaders. It's awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, we're we're coming up exactly on time. So it is always Aaron's fault. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you a couple of things I'm going to be doing. Uh, my next screen printing class is going to be at Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago, May 21st and 22nd. I'm doing that exact same class, uh, complete screen printing business course at Workforce Products in Phoenix on June 11th and 12th. I'm going to be doing a direct to garment seminar at the uh, a graphics pro expo in indianapolis and all my upcoming events you can find at my website uh aaron is going to be doing skills usa national competition in atlanta georgia and he says come out and see us that's going to be june 22nd and 23rd at the georgia world congress center and uh let's see he says a little way off but sooner than you think september 15th in, in uh, charlotte He'll be at Graphics Pro Expo. He's hosting the Start Here Academy. And so Aaron's going to be the MC of this uh, this event with some uh, amazing makers and influencers. So check that out at the um, graphicsproexpo.com. How about you, Eric? What do you have coming? Well, the big thing I have coming up first is actually I've got a special guest on the half today. Uh, Mr. Terry Combs is going to come <laughs> on and be with me on the half today. So, like I said, in just about 28 minutes from now, we will be on the half, and that should be a good time getting to follow up with my friend Terry. And after that, uh, this afternoon, I have, as per the usual, the take up. So, uh, this week is episode 109 uh, pricing models for embroidery and digitizing, and a little bit of a Deca uh, DAX Chicagoland wrap up. So, we'll get to talk about the things that I uh, learned teaching out there and discussed with the uh, erstwhile digitizers who were there in uh, Chicagoland area in Tinley Park. And we'll talk about how people price digitizing. No, I'm not giving you a spreadsheet that gives you dollar amounts, but I will talk to you about the different theories and how people add and deal with um, file file ownership and how people deal with charging fees for digitizing and why more and more people are doing stuff in-house lately. So should be some interesting stuff going on there. And uh, look for my extended session on patches. I have just signed a contract for Fort Worth, so pretty soon the class listing should be up for Impressions Expo Fort Worth. Uh, details should be posted, but until then, check out uh, ImpressionsExpo.com for more, and uh, if all goes well, I'll be out there teaching my long pre-show workshop on patches. Very good. Very good. Right. I, I signed my contracts yesterday as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like more inside baseball than anybody needs, but yeah, no, I always wait until, until I sign the contracts. I don't do a whole lot of promotion. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure they've accepted the signatures. I think I'm going on out there. I think that's the, like we said about the pandemic changing things. I think the pandemic changed that for me is that I, I kind of don't announce stuff until a contract's in the works these days, but we have been back and, and uh, doing quite a bit of education. Um, like I said, the DAX wrap up today. I'll talk about that for sure, but full rooms, full rooms of DAX. It's great. Fantastic. All right. So uh, we've come to the close of another show, a great show today. So thanks again to March Easterling of Big Lick Screen Printing, Dan Smith of In the Zone Inc., and Penny Massey or Amber Massey of uh, T shirts for Hope Screen Printing. I'll have to tell Aaron we have to check that, change that in all of our stuff for the show notes. But thank <laughs> you all for the wisdom and inspiration today. And I can't say enough about how great it was to be able to talk to you and hear all this wonderful stuff. I do want to bring up one last thing before we end the show because we had a, a great comment. Uh, from Christine Shreve. And I just want to bring this up because it's well worth it. If you guys are here listening to uh, 
the women in garment decorating, then you're going to also love the women in garment decoration Facebook group. It's where a lot of people who started from the original quarterly shows have gone to get community. So show up, check that out. If you search women in garment decoration on Facebook, you'll be able to get there. And uh, Christine is over there and running a really great group where everybody can engage. Also, like I said, Print Girl Mafia, check that out. So there's more to come and more that you could engage in yourselves. All right. Well, and Eric, thank you for for uh, keeping the wheels turning here as our show producer and for sitting in today for Aaron and and uh, pushing all the buttons and and hosting and doing all those things. Thanks, and I just sat here looking pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we actually had a comment from Dean. He says, not everybody can be a pretty boy like Terry. Well, you know, <laughs> he is the talent and uh, we are only here to make sure he looks good. <laughs> well, let, me, let me go ahead and finish this off. Say thank you to Aaron for setting up so much of this this week. You know, he was going off to do the show. He did a great job getting us set up to have our best success and next week we're going to welcome in john morris with called colors to talk about social selling that actually works looking forward to that and until then i'm terry combs he's eric campbell sitting in for aaron montgomery and we are for now two regular guys here we go we're out (laughs) awesome thank you for listening to two regular guys Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.